You've tuned into the Are You Screening podcast, originally live and an effort to bring you instant reactions to films. We try to stick to that theory and bring you unedited, unfiltered, and largely off-the-cuff opinions of movies, along with interviews, industry news, and hopefully a lot more. Thanks for listening, and let's get right to this week's episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Are You Screening podcast. I am your host, areyouscreening.com's own Mark Eastman. And with me, as always, is co-host extraordinaire Shane Leonard. Hello. And uh, this week, uh, we're going to be doing something very different. And if you listen to us all the time, uh, you're awesome and thank you. And you are expecting us to do a lot more movies. Yeah. uh, In kind of uh, rapid fire, as we more or less normally do towards the end of the year. And uh, for one reason or another, or ten reasons, that has not actually like come to pass exactly. Uh, so what we're going to do this week, in order to try to talk about a lot of movies, and especially a lot of the movies that need to get talked about uh, that we haven't covered it, uh, in like a regular way, uh, I thought we'd do something completely different uh, that we have not really done before in this way. Um, and we've been going a long time. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, what we would do is go through the Critics' Choice nominations, mm-hmm. and then that will force us to talk about a lot of movies oh. that you're going to want to know. And then, you know, as we hit some movie, we will maybe throw out our ratings for it and talk about it yeah. a little bit and whatever. And then we can uh, cover things that are nominated and what should or shouldn't have been nominated we can uh, explore that avenue a little bit but also we can talk about uh a lot of the films but before we jump into that and uh and i'm not gonna really do any news or anything like all this stuff came out on christmas oh yeah uh and it's uh massively award time uh in fact the critics choice um have to vote pretty soon because they're like the 14th i think um and i also thought this would be an interesting uh way to approach this because this is and i say this every year right but this is a weird year for me um and i think for (laughs) me specifically yeah and the reason this year is a weird year, every year is a weird year for one reason or another, but right. <laughs> but this time around, this is a weird year for me uh, because it is so dominated uh, right by Oppenheimer and oh. Killers of Killers of Flower Moon. Yeah. Uh, the the nominations are fairly dominated by those things. Yeah. Uh, the talk is, I'd say, still a fair amount of dominated by those things. Yeah. Maybe the chatter is not completely dominated in the way that it was like maybe a month ago. Right. Because these things uh, ebb and up. flow yeah. as we get closer and farther. Um, but still, you know, they kind of are. And so the reason it's weird for me is neither of those movies really did a lot for me. Yeah, uh, I I did not love either of them. I had a lot of problems with both of them, yeah. and I ultimately would not rate either one of them real high. Yeah, <laughs> um, I don't think either of them were like horrible. Like I'm gonna go 
you know, the complete opposite direction or something and go Oppenheimer's like a two. Right. But they <clears throat> just weren't uh, fantastic movies. But they were, uh, I think both of them were so, you know, it's like the Mona Lisa effect, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, people had been calling the Mona Lisa the greatest painting that ever happened before anyone saw it, right? right. And right. Um, <laughs> I think both of those movies were... You know, months before they came out, people are like, well, so (laughs) here's one of the top five nominees, whatever. It's like, you know, Martin Scorsese made a movie and whatever. But, I mean, you know, and I feel like uh, both Christopher Nolan and Martin Scorsese are at a point where... That's not what we should be doing, right? Like yeah. Christopher Nolan's got like three movies in a row where it was like massive hype yeah. and they were good, yeah. right? But like at the end of the day, they're not movies that like a year later people are going, God, I wish I had another interstellar to, you know, whatever. Like yeah. they weren't, I mean, you know, for some people, I, I guess, guess. Some but, fans you know, tenant love it. Whatever, but, right? Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, I thought it would be uh, interesting because hopefully, you know, I don't know, we could take those down a peg. But before <laughs> we uh, start diving into that, I do want to... Uh, what the hell's the name of this movie? Leave the world behind. Leave the world yeah. behind. So we are going to talk about uh, real, real quick. Uh, leave the world behind. Very memorable when you're uh... um, because uh, it's like what is it? Netflix. It's streaming. Yeah. It's it's out. Uh, people can watch it. Yeah. This is a movie that for me, uh, this is the most Emperor's New Clothes movie. Yeah. I have I have seen in a while because. Everyone is talking about this movie that I've seen. I've I've seen so many people hyping this movie. Yeah, and uh, and you know everyone who's in it, and they right. yada yada, right? And uh, so it's uh, who's in it? Herschel Ali, yeah, uh, Julia Roberts, um, Ethan Hawke, uh, Kevin Bacon. Ethan Hawke was so weird, isn't in this it? Movie. And and in a strange way, just as a side pop culture thing, when you put Ethan Hawke in a film and then you put Kevin Bacon in a film, the six degrees of Kevin Bacon strings just flatten all over the place right. now because it's such an easy way to get to them. Right. Um, blanking on who played Ali's daughter, I can I can find it. Yeah. Um, but that's ma- mainly the. That's mainly the cast right there, right? And uh, and so the uh, the premise of the movie, you know, and I I use that term loosely yeah. as though there is some premise to this movie. Mahalo. Is um, Ethan Hawke uh, and God, that, there's kids, yeah, uh, and mm-hmm. I, I don't know, it doesn't matter. Rose and Archie, right? um, okay. yeah, right. All of a sudden, Julie Roberts uh, wakes up one morning and goes, I've rented this house for us to go, like, on vacation. Yeah. And I like this opening scene that happens uh, because she's, like, packing. Ethan Hawke is still asleep, right? She wakes him up, 
And she's uh, throwing stuff in a suitcase, and she's like, I went and rented us this thing. We're (laughs) going to go on, like, this mini vacation. It's like a big house. We're just going to, like, relax. Yeah. And Ethan Hawke is like, we're what now? And, I mean, okay, whatever. And this scene is, like, the... I I feel like this scene should be studied, right, in film class. Because these are married people. Right. Who uh, haven't taken a vacation for a while, allegedly, yeah. or whatever. And uh, and like I said, there's kids and, uh, you know, older-ish kids, whatever. Right. that You know, uh, Ethan <laughs> Hawke and Julia Roberts are the age they are, right, and whatever. These are the uh, married people who have never talked to each other before. <laughs> like, <laughs> Ships in the night, maybe. This is the weirdest like conversation. I'm like, this is like a script written by someone who has like never talked to anyone before, and (laughs) and for absolute sure has no idea what it might be for people who have been married for a really long time to talk to each other. Like this whole conversation is like, what the hell is happening here? Like, (laughs) at first, I thought this movie was going to go in some completely weird, psychotic way because of this scene, right? And I'm like, and then finally, like, five or ten minutes pass, and you go, oh, it's It's this. This is just normal, (laughs) whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So, anyway, they go, they rent this house, they move in. Then uh, the alleged owners of the house come back. And I say alleged... um, because uh, in the like hacky goofball writing of this movie, right. they try to make everything like very suspicious, yeah. you know. And Julia Roberts is uh, hyped up on the suspiciousness, right? right? Um, and it just and she's very weird about it, right? Uh, and it's like she's not super suspicious, but. No, she is. Yeah. Uh, it's like she's like weirdly suspicious. And, but then, you know, the movie does all these like weird things. And then you get like far enough into it and she's like, maybe we better see your ID. And he's like, oh, I left my ID right. at the oh, opera or, you know, whatever check. the hell. Yeah. Leave. yeah. Yeah. So anyway, what happens is uh, so now they're back because all hell's breaking loose in the city right. and they like escaped. Right. And it's, um, you know, some sort of, you don't even know, right. Some sort of end of the world thing is happening. And now we have these two sets of people in this house yeah. and whatever weird conversation they're going to have. And, <laughs> and eventually this, uh, really loud noise starts happening and you don't know what that's about. And we don't know if it's like, is is it war? Is it right. like alien invasion? Is it like, uh, you know, who knows? Like ma- massive earthquakes all around the planet. Or right. Right. you don't know what's happening except that everything is out. You know, there's no phone service. There's no communication at all. And like hilarity ensues, right? Right. And and uh, and now we're lo- I'm like talking way too much about this movie. And, no, no, this and, is good. <laughs> and calling it stupid uh, all at the same time. <laughs> uh, and this movie, and so like I said, people are like hyping this movie. Yeah. 
trying to get people to watch it. And it's like to weird degrees, right? Like people are talking about this movie a lot and, uh, and loving it. And at worst, usually that turns into the movie being like a three, right? right? Because there's only so bad a movie that like really gets super hyped. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and I have to give this movie a zero. Oh, you're going hard. No Christmas, no Christmas in your heart. There was no like nothing. no positive qualities about this movie. Oh, <laughs> that's and, hard. Uh, yeah. So I mean, I I completely have to give it a zero. I almost wanted desperately to like give it like at least like one. Yeah, or maybe two. But there are like no redeeming qualities. Even Ethan Hawke, yeah. uh, who like generally I love, is it seems almost like he was forced to be in this movie somehow. Right? <laughs> like favor call. He's man. he's not doing anything interesting. And the worst part was, I would have probably given you like a one. Yeah. Right. Just for uh, Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon. Um, and there are a couple of scenes where it's like almost kind of worth watching those scenes or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but the scene that Ethan Hawke and Kevin Bacon are both in yeah. is so ridiculously written. Yeah. Like it's like written by grade school people or right. something who are like, I have no idea what people would do in this situation. So right. we'll just wing it this way. Uh, let's say it's this. Yeah. And then, and then Ethan Hawke does it and he does it so badly. Yeah. Which maybe is what he was supposed to do <laughs> or something. At some point you have but to wonder. He, but yeah, he does yeah. it so badly that, you know, you're, it really is like, you know, they say cut, and he just starts screaming, going, <laughs> oh I am goodness. not a human. to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, like, everybody. everything about it was bad. And here's the worst part of it, right? Yeah. Because uh, uh, my wife even, like, suffered through this movie um, but because it was her idea. <laughs> right. um, yeah. The worst part about this movie is you go through all of this horrible stuff that, like I said, is so, you know, all of the interactions, you know, with the owners and, mm -hmm. but are they mm -hmm. really whatever and all this stuff, all that stuff is so just like, I don't, just laughable, yeah. <clears throat> like goofy, yeah. right? This is hard. Um, like you've seen similar things. You know, on like, I mean, Hallmark murders and mysteries, whatever, like just so like lazy. Um, and then you get to the end and like it just stops. Yeah. Yeah. You're like, what? Yeah. Like there isn't even. It's a cold end. There isn't even like any point yeah. to anything that happened. <laughs> it's just like, here's a thing. And then now it's over. Now it's done. Yeah. What? Yeah. Right. It ah, oh, it's just don't please watch this movie. <laughs> awkward, awkward beginning for sure. 
but I'm I'm still curious, you know, because I'm a sucker for these kind of films. I am. I I not a huge one. I'm I'm reserved because I always think they usually stumble, and this didn't disappoint. It stumbled. Um, I hated the end. I hate I hated almost everything about the last and the end. End is loathsome. But even the last like twenty minutes, I'm just like, what are you? Where are you guys really amping this towards? I wonder if because I gave it a one and a half. I wonder if I liked, I liked, I didn't like the, the really stupid stuff, like the noise and then the animals. And I'm like, is this just lost? Is this right, really just right. trying to do something for people who never paid attention? Cause we are going to start seeing, they do this anyway. They'll, they'll rip off films from like 40 years ago. Cause the kids today, the Utes, they don't know how to work a DVD player and it's all new to them. Right. right so they right. think they can pull one over on them. I just, I was I did have fun with some of the early concept. I didn't love how overacting Julia Roberts was in her racism. I liked how Herschel Ali and his daughter received it and tried to just be cool. Right. Like, I know we're inconveniencing you, but still, hey, this is my house. And then they're like, we'll prove it. And he's like, well, you just got to kind of take my word for that. And we're like, actually, we kind of don't. Right. I love that scene because that's a Twilight Zone episode that I'll check out for a half hour. This thing explores it for like 45 minutes and then starts bringing all kinds of weird nature things in and unresolved things. Finds it, it is it is reminiscent of the worst of the slasher series and i mean like if you're in friday the 13th part 12 right. and you know your job is to get people to crystal lake and get them naked and then split them up so right. that they can be easy fodder for jason in the woods right in this instance when the world seems to be falling apart and everything is out of whack like the contrived way to split people up was like real Scooby-Doo. Like, right. come on. Right. Yet, the contrived way that everything, everything. happens So when So the like there's, there's a couple things that I just, I, I know where my one and a half comes from. I I agree that the Kevin Bacon, Ethan Hawke, Ali scene is not good. I still like that. I just like watching Kevin Bacon sneer and be uh, like, yeah. hey man, these are my drugs. These are my groceries. You better move or I'm going to shoot you in the face. And he's like, what? We're neighbors. He goes, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> right. I got my gut out. No, now we're not. Here we go. Yeah. You know, there's that. There's when um the plane falls, even though it's just dumb. And I'm like, they're trying real hard. When when my favorite one, my they're favorite trying one, real hard to do what? My favorite one, and I know we're jumping on because we gotta go, but I know my favorite one of all the really fringing, like stupid ones is when Ethan Hawk sees like the the Spanish woman on the side of the road. Tries to talk yeah, to her, yeah. realizes like she's going to give me the super flu, and just like tries to drive away with her hanging on, right. and he starts screaming and crying and like, and I'm like, this is wildly stupid. Like this is so much fun bad without the fun. Right, like, it's just bad. And I I kept thinking the fun bad will kick in. Right, and it never did. No, it just kept getting bad, and then it led to the really, really. And I don't, I don't mind a movie that does things that have characters do things that I wouldn't do. That's part of the fun of watching the movie. But also, when you have parents who are living the film that they're watching, having heard that speech, it is. I mean, you know, you hate the film, so it's not effectively chilling. But it's sort of fun when he's talking about, you know, I do some business with rich people. One of the really, really, really rich guys is like, hey, man. 
it was nice knowing you. Right. You know? And you're like, that's kind of creepy, but it's lost on everything else that's trying to foster right. around it. Right. And then when and then when the daughter does all the dumb stuff at the end, and you're like, I would never have let the kid out of my sight anyway. And if I had raised that kid right, they would never have done this. And like, I mean, come on. Yeah. Come on. I just kept waiting for a better ending. Which is, you know, she's exploring all these empty houses and yeah, something eats her. Like, that's what I want to see. <laughs> that would have been for fantastic. But anyway, uh, so leave the world behind. Yeah, no. It was, uh, that yeah, was, and that very, was very, very awful. That's like two hours and 15 minutes. It, of it was. Long. Yeah, it's long. And and it was, you know, like you mentioned that scene where he's driving. Yeah. Uh, that That whole thing to me, once that scene ended. And you're that is like a scene that you get in the bonus features of the DVD that that was cut, where it's like we had a random thought on set one day. Uh It's not even in the script, right? right? But we just were like, let's try like a scene like this, and then you try it and you go, nah. That was better in my head, yeah. or whatever, and then you don't actually include it in the movie. Right. But man, when that scene actually happened, yeah, when it was happening, it was like almost good, yeah, right. right. It was like because he's good. It was like whoa, okay, is good. Except then it ends just like the movie, right? It ends, and there was no point to it having happened, right. just like the movie itself, right? It's a little microcosm. Yeah. It would have been great if it had been his before sunrise, after sunset, if it had been Julie Dipley, uh on the side of the road and he just like left her. Yeah, that would have been good. That would have been fun. Yeah, then uh, everything would have been right. So the anyway, that's it. That's a trash. Uh, yeah, okay. Trash film. So uh, we're going to go through movies by virtue of going through the nominations and uh, mm-hmm. we can talk about some stuff and the light in here is like killing me. But <laughs> uh, okay, so starting with um because i don't want to start with uh best picture because right. that's boring yeah. right uh so uh best actor the nom the nominations for best actor bradley cooper in maestro uh dicaprio in you know killers right. uh Coleman domingo in rustin uh which is a movie that otherwise you will never hear of uh and right. paul giamatti in the holdovers Cillian Murphy, uh, obviously, in Oppenheimer, and Jeffrey Wright in American Fiction, which uh, I will say, I'm really glad that American Fiction is getting attention. I can't right? wait to watch that. Um, and it is, re- it is a really good movie. Yeah. I really liked it. I like right? him. Um, I like Jeffrey Wright Yeah, he, he's really good in it. And I would say... Uh, he really deserves a nomination because he's really good anyway. Right. Um, he's in like Westworld. He's been in like all he's sorts all of things of recently. Yeah. Uh, and, and he is really good. He's really good generally, and he's really good in it. Um, but the problem with this is that I feel like this sort of exposes for me. Yeah. Uh, the problem with this whole year, right? Um. First of all, Maestro is, uh, I would say, okay, right? Um, I, I I give it like a six or a seven. A lot of people are saying it's most of it's most of that. Uh, I would say I give um, not really. I don't think to Bradley Cooper, yeah, but kind of to just like the overall uh, 
feel of the movie, even though to me the story of the movie is a little right. meh too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Because uh this you know, we were talking about this a few few shows ago, I think, yeah. where it's like, you know, you got these uh biopics where all of a sudden or well, biopics or whatever. Yeah. I don't know. I don't like saying it that way. I don't. I, I, I don't care. <laughs> I don't care if that's wrong. I, I like it. Um. Anyway, because you know, there's something about them that's just instant, like award bait, right? right? It's like Oscar bait just to make the story of anyone, right? Yeah. And not only that, but you can really kind of half-ass it, and you're still going to get nominated. Right. And all you got to do is like look through like the last ten years. And some of them are really cool. Yeah. Right. The ones that I think are cool are uh, the ones where there is maybe less reason to think this person is that interesting. Right. Yeah. Like you you watch the movie and you go, eh, maybe they aren't so great or something. Right. Like those are more interesting for me. Right. You have the ones where you go, uh, people think this guy is great. And little did you know that he's even cooler than that. Right. I'm like, yeah, right. hooray, Great. right? Like, yeah. now I have to watch that forever. Right. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. It's um, never short. Yeah. But, you know, Maestro, which is, you know, just Bradley Cooper's baby yeah. anyway. Like, he directs. Um, It's my vague understanding that if not for the fact that he was all goo-goo over it. Right. It no it's one was that in- interested in making it anyway. Yeah. Um, but it's just not that interesting a story, mm-hmm. I don't think, right? right. Um, and and I'm a hard sell anyway, right, yeah. for uh, for these kinds of movies. Yeah. Um, but I think, like I said, this is, I think, a good example of how things run weird this year, right? I think Bradley Cooper's been way better than he is in this movie. Yeah. Like... Is he bad in it? No, not at all, right? He's like, he's not. But it's, first of all, it's, uh, I don't think he's that great in it. I don't think it's that great a story. I don't think you get any points for difficulty yeah. in, in this movie, uh, being an actor, right? It's like, well, hooray for you, right? Um, and sort of similarly, I think Cillian Murphy, who I really like, and I'm just glad anyway, that he's nominated for best actor and, and could win. Right. Right. Um, and I think he's really good in it. Right. Yeah. I don't know for sure that I think that he's nomination worthy in it. Right. Right. Um, but he is really good, but also that movie just didn't hit me like it. Yeah. Like it's everyone else demands that it hit me or whatever, right? right? Yeah. Uh, and, and DiCaprio is sort of in the same boat, although mm-hmm. I will say this. I didn't love this movie, right? Right. It's really mid. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> As the kids say, oh, right? Um, <laughs> the movie is fine, yeah. right? But it is, uh, I mean, it reminds me a lot of, the last Scorsese movie that I saw, which I was like, all right, well, that's, that's another, that's yeah. fine. Yeah. Right. Like that, that's okay. It's yeah. not gonna, you know, I'm not going to watch that every year for the right. rest of my life or, or, uh, whenever it comes on go, well, now I'm now watching this or, you know, whatever. Yeah. Right. It's, it's fine. Right. Yeah. 
But I will say this about the movie. Um, I really liked, apart from De Niro, who, like, I did not love De Niro in this either, even though he's nominated for supporting. Um, He, you know, De Niro was fine. Yeah. (laughs) He was... (laughs) He, uh, he was not like for me winning any awards with right. his performance, but he, but still, he's it's he's Nero fine, he's right? Scorsese, yeah, yeah. But DiCaprio, I actually liked, and I haven't liked him in a movie in a really long time. I was just gonna say, not not to make, I don't know if you're ready for that, but I was like, tell me the last time that happened, right? Because uh, I mean, it was it's been it's, a while. It's a long time. You, I routinely think that you do not like him at all and you're like no he, he's okay yeah you know, he's just in a bad movie after bad movie after bad movie yeah um yeah um, but uh but often i will just actually not like him yeah in the movie and i'll be right. like you know he he's not actually good in this right i mean right. um but he was good in this and I, and i actually liked him pretty well that's actually uh, huge in this one um but uh, That's among these, and Coleman Domingo and Rustin, he is really good. Yeah. Um, I don't know if he has any shot of winning right. uh, because of what movie it is, right? Uh, but for me, uh, this is like Paul Giamatti all day, all night, right. seven times a week. Like, yeah. He's awesome yeah. in The Holdovers. The Holdovers is... Um, now, who is it again? It's like Paul Anderson. Yeah. Uh, the movie i think is great right, right? um i i would give it a 9 um yeah. but that could be very me right and no, I, I and it's, it's, it's and especially because especially because uh the story actually is interesting yeah and goes somewhere and does things right and I think above and beyond just like the synopsis, right? It, there's actually like a point to uh, running through this story and doing this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and it's cool and it's clever, but also I like, you know, British comedy, yeah. right? It's it's vaguely that yeah. kind of comedy, right? Yeah. He's like a snarky, yeah. you know, whatever, professor. professor. Uh, yeah. And... Um, and anyway, I think the the comedy of it is funny, but Paul Giamatti, it, I think, is great. And I think, it, you know, other people may disagree, but I think this movie is actually like a pretty high degree of difficulty to do all the stuff that he does in exactly the way where, as you go through this movie, his characters, like, keeps yeah. making sense. Right. Right. To all the stuff you've seen before, and yeah. how he is, and who he is, and all the stuff, yeah, and uh, and I don't know, just like really nailing it. Like you could have a lot of people in this role, and it would still be a good movie, right. and everything would be like, yeah, that I still really like that movie, but it wouldn't be the same. Yeah. I think like he really like yeah. kind of nails That's all cool. this, and I mean that's not that strange for him right i mean he's he's good he's right yeah he's good so uh anyway i don't know those are do you have uh any thoughts on any of those movies that you want to jump in no there's too many of them i haven't seen yet except i've been hyped and excited to see the holdovers ever since i even heard the premise and i thought what a double what a double feature watching that and wonder boys would be because of the similar (laughs) sort of things going on and i i thought even if 
American fiction wasn't fantastic. I just like watching, I just like watching Jeffrey Wright work. Um, I, I didn't know anything about Rustin and I'm going to see Kills of the Flower Moon anyway, because I'm a big Scorsese fan and same for Oppenheimer. Um, but just haven't gotten to them yet. Right. Uh, all right. So you're like no help here at all. Um, I'm the, I'm the, I'm the, the peanut gallery that can be like, I actually thought it was Giamatti even just looking at the categories. Yeah. And I'll tell you the one thing that irritates me about, uh, actor this year is, you know, I really, uh, wanted, uh, Keegan in Saltburn to, uh, to make it into that, especially when I could leave somebody out of this list. You know, it's funny when every year it's like, here's all the snubs, right? And everyone's like, oh, this person didn't get it. This person didn't get it. Mm -hmm. Um, And you'll see article after article as soon as all the nominations come out. And it will be, here's this huge list of all the snubs, right? right? And you read these articles and you like go... Okay, how could all these people right. like get snubbed, right? Right. But what they don't do in those articles most of the time is go, okay, who's going to not be nominated, right? right? Somebody has okay. to come out I for you to stick that. that person in. Who do you right? cut? Who are you cutting to get these people? And in yeah. this group of actors, right, I could cut somebody yeah. uh, for for uh, Keegan in Saltburn. So we haven't talked about Saltburn, which is among the nominees yeah. for Best Picture. Yeah. Uh, and does show up in other nominations, um, but it, it's a re- it's a I have a weird relationship with that movie actually, yeah. um, and you've seen that one, yeah, right. Um, I really like uh, Emerald Fennell. I like mm. uh, I like her stuff better than you even sometimes. Last uh, year, because Pretty Young Woman was like my favorite film. It blew me away, and that was right. also partially because of Carrie Mulligan, right. but not as big on Emerald as you are. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, because uh, I love that movie too. Right. Yeah. Um, but this movie is, uh, first of all, really, really good. Okay. Yeah. Um, I feel like I can only give it like an eight. That's what uh, I'm down for. Even though um, I really like it, but there are stretches in the movie yeah. where I'm kind of like, Mm, yeah, we moved into a area that I'm not sure makes any sense here, right. and uh, and it just it has some difficulties and stumbles and yeah and uh, anyway that kind of you know take it down in a variety of ways, um, and I think unfortunately are like the director's fault. Uh, yes, I, I think there are things I can squarely put onto the director. Yeah, um, but Keegan was awesome yes <laughs> and yeah. uh and just like we tried to champion him uh oh god, for inner banshees yeah oh my god or the banshees of, of edishiran which uh he was just crazy good in that yeah. and uh and here he is again even from like earliest parts of the movie yeah yeah easily uh so uh yeah i i he he was like amazing, yeah. Uh, I think, and uh, I really, I, I'm really pretty solidly that uh, I could find somebody to get rid of just because there is 
there's so much in all of the nominations this year. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the Oscars and everything else is going to be the same line this year because that's just the movies we have. Yeah. Right. Where uh, it's, I feel like this year stands out to a certain degree as just what people complain the awards are. Right. Where, right. you know, you've got like the same eight movies, they get nominated for everything. And like, it just can't be, right? right. <laughs> right. That can't just be how it works, right? And so it always makes me think, you know, sometimes like the people are just right, right? Yeah. <laughs> like it shouldn't be like, like, yeah. I could get rid of somebody to to have him in because he was outstanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, all right. Moving on to uh, actress. Uh, we've got Lily Gladstone in Killers of Flower Moon. And as I said, I love that movie, uh, but I'm okay with that nomination. Yeah. Uh, she was good. Um, a really cool nomination, I think. Sandra Hewler. Yes. In Anatomy of a Fall. Proper pronunciation. Um, and I'll give you that one, too, because uh, she was really good. Yeah. That movie is really good, but also it's not really, like, my cup of tea, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right? The whole, like, weird murder mystery, right. like, who done it thing. And yeah. it's, like, kind of twisty and stuff. And it's good, but, eh, I don't know, it's... Not, Those movies have to be better than Not good. quite great, yeah, right? right? And, um, okay, and Greta Lee in Past Lives, which that is the movie this year that is, uh, it's going to get the weird award yeah. for um, a couple years from now, people are going to start watching that movie and go, why the hell didn't I watch this movie before? <laughs> that movie yeah. is fantastic, right? Yeah. But for a lot of people, the only way that they're going to know about it is because it's nominated for awards, right? It's not got some huge budget no bus, pushing no the marketing yeah. and all this, right? Um, but that movie is really solid. And then uh, Carrie Mulligan and Maestro. Yeah. Uh, I mean, she is good in it. And We're big fans of Carrie. And here, she's but... Carrie Mulligan, and I really like her. And she is really good in it. So what are you going to yeah. do? Margot Robbie in Barbie, which, um, you know, I'll give you that, and she's good in it, but most years she wouldn't get no, nominated even. That's because right? Barbie made a billion. Um, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, mean, I like Margot Robbie a lot, and she is good in it, but I don't know that she should be on any of these lists for the work that she did in it, especially when she's a supporting character in her own movie. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah I tend to agree with that, even though... Uh, she is really good, and there are some moments where you're like, okay, come on, that's, like, great. Right. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. But, yeah. And Emma Stone in Poor Things, yeah, who I think just uh, should automatically win. Like, she's the should new, just be, like, a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Um, I mean, for me and my experiences with this movie, yeah. right, yeah. Uh, with all these movies, yeah. right? <laughs> Um, what did you give? She, she, nine. I gave it a nine. nine. Yeah, we both I, I couldn't nine. quite give it a ten. We and actually, I did get an email. Um, this is like totally the show? Uh, like off the it? cuff. Yeah. yeah. Oh, this man. is like Tell totally me. random uh, off script that we don't have information, right? 
I did get an email and I kind of forgot about it because it was like right after we did that show. Right, it's been a couple of weeks. And uh, and basically the question and you know so now I don't know who it was or whatever. I'll 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 look this up. The call. I'll look this up for the next one and I'll I'll make sure and uh, hype you or whatever. But, yeah. Um, it, but basically the gist of the question in the email was like, what if you end up making this your number one pick right but some other movie you give a 10 right and You've you only, and you only get gave this a nine uh-huh. uh, and the answer is that's fine yeah and, and it happens, <laughs> i have no problem with that like, at all it actually happens more often than you think our lists are not 10 to eight and a half down numerically descending sometimes the 10 is like four and the eight and a half is in number one right? for a number of reasons. And we usually defend them. But one of which is for me anyway, is I'm like, I can't stop thinking about it. Yeah. Like I, I enjoyed the hell out of the craftsmanship of the 10 at four. And I, that's why it's at four. But I think about these characters all the time because they were vibrant. It just had these issues and you know, right. There's right. always something there, but that's uh, yeah. I get asked that a bunch yeah. just from people who know we do this. And they're like, so your 10 is number one. I'm like, Nope. They're like, I don't understand how that works. Right. I'm like, all right. And, uh, and, and yeah, there are people who uh, clearly uh, are on the other side of this and they're like, yeah. no, that just can't be can't how be. that works. Right. right? right. You're and, an idiot because you don't know how numbers and, work. And I think, <laughs> right. And I think uh, that's not at all how that works. It, if that were how that works, uh, if that were how that worked, were how that would work. Right. Uh, you wouldn't need to make a list, right? You just have you have your movies. Right. You this gave tens, ten. yeah, and then whatever you yeah. have to figure out which it, ten is better right. than the other ten. It, yeah. Then we can move to the nine, and we do you know, and whatever. We, we will move on, and we do address this later when we do our lists and things. But sometimes ten is number one. Like it does right, work right, out sure. that way sometimes, but just every once in a while. It's I mean, probably most of the time. Most of the time, uh, the highest rankers. If are. you give things, and the other thing is, I mean, I don't have a number i can throw out and i'm not gonna like research shit or whatever right. but i feel like maybe i give like three movies a 10 a year yeah like on average i mean i could look back because i've got and i mean two. some of them you know some years there might be five some years there might be one right you know whatever it is but and then you know what does that get list get you? Then whatever that movie <laughs> yeah. is, yeah, yeah. that has to be the that best movie. Yeah. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's that's uh, not it. That's right. that's just not how that works for me. But in the case of Emma Stone and Poor Things, this is that. I thing. think if Emma Stone doesn't win this, like the yeah. weird fix is well, fucking it. And, and again, now that <laughs> I I know we're gonna jump quick. I'm also just gonna add if we see a film in March or April and it's a ten, and by December. Whether or not that snapshot in time, that moment when we saw it, we're like, that's a 10. That's right. the, I'm not lifelong committed to that rating. Right. I rewatch it. And I'm like, what was I thinking? <laughs> or I've done that with fours. And I'm like, this is way better than I thought. Right. It's exactly how I felt in the moment when I saw it. And that's maybe going to stick around and maybe it isn't. But I have every right to come around in December or January and be like, this is just a six now. This right. sucks. It's even it's even weirder. I mean, that's a big jump, but it's, but it's even, even it's even weirder when uh, yeah. I, I went back at one point yeah. um, and did like, you know, I don't know, like the like I remade like the top ten of yeah. like 
99 or something right like and it was Weird about year. that's matrix year it was about like 15 years later yeah. right right and and then i go through all these movies and i'm like you know there are movies that were not even in my top 10 that now right. are like four right <laughs> or right. whatever yeah. and the, and all these movies and and then it's funny too because there are you'll go back through things and all of a sudden everyone else will be hating on something yeah, right. that was super popular, like got crash. nominated, got yeah. awards, whatever. Yeah. But now everyone hates it or yeah. whatever. And I'm like, eh. and I remember too, like, I, I, you know, I don't remember the exact year of this, um, but like the King's speech, right? Like yeah. everyone hates that movie now. Like, yeah. <laughs> at the and time, everyone it. was yeah. like, yeah, it's great. And yeah. I mean, I, still think that's an awesome movie right. uh that is a good movie right. but anyway yeah um but the point of all that babbling right. is yeah. once again He's that emma, emma stone. stone was great yeah. um okay so uh actually i'm gonna like skip supporting actor because supporting actor and actress because we don't have a lot of time and i do want to get to the total nominations but director Ooh. uh we got bradley cooper for maestro greta gerwig for barbie Yorgos Lanthimos for Poor Things, Christopher Nolan for Oppenheimer, Alexander Payne for The Holdovers, uh, Martin, Martin Scorsese for Killers of the Flower Moon. Yeah. And if I say purely actual director, right? Right. If we can try to separate this as the name of who that as is. no one actually does, right? right? Like right. you can't be the best picture, right? Like if your best picture director has to win right 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 which right i mean for god's sakes that shouldn't be how that is right. although i know um although a lot of times i don't know that is how that is um this year that is how that is <laughs> yeah <laughs> but if if you look purely at who is actually doing a good job of directing uh you know first of all i don't think it's bradley cooper right um for as much as you know, I I don't hate that movie. You know, no, not no. trying to bag on that movie completely. There were six uh, things here. Something has to be six. I, so that would be six. I don't think it's Martin Scorsese either. Right. Uh, I don't think that movie is like among the best directed movies that I've seen. Yeah. Sorry. Um, I think that Christopher Nolan did do a, a pretty nice job of directing that movie. Yeah. Uh, he he is. As much as I'm starting to sour on Christopher Nolan yeah, over I time, I've been watching it. For uh, a few he years. still is actually a good director. It's just that he might projects. not like the movie. His right? projects are, are lacking. His skill is not. Uh, Alexander Payne, I think, is great. Although yeah. I think that is a movie where it's harder to see. Yeah, uh, that it, it's not so obvious that this movie is good because of good directing things. Right. Um, and I think Greta Gerwig did a good job but it's a barbie movie and so is it really like awesome directing that movie i think also even though everyone is going to go yay greta gerwig right and there's nothing bad about the directing right, right. but i think that is in the same category as the holdovers uh where it's a little harder to see yeah. this is the good directing i mean right. especially i think the kookier a movie you have yeah. The harder it is to just really see the hands of yeah. the director because it's like crazy shit happening. Right. Like is, you know, whatever. Anyway. And uh Yorgos Lanthimos, which 
despite the fact that he has a kooky, crazy shit movie going on, <laughs> yeah, uh, should win. Right. That's that's just me. Can you imagine the world where he picks up not just because it's Critics' Choice, but he picks up an Oscar for this, and he just got it for the favorite a couple years ago, and now he's got it for more yeah, things, yeah, and everyone's yeah. suddenly like. Dog tooth, <laughs> right? You know this this guy. You know, yeah, you bet your ass. This that's, guy. Uh, that's where it's going. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's kind of all the same movies again, right? Uh, which we can't uh, talk too much about. Except I will just uh, throw out some more about Maestro a little bit, um, yeah. uh, because I said it's not Bradley Cooper. I don't feel like Maestro feels. Uh, really solidly directed in a lot of places. Yeah. Um, and that is a weird thing to say and something that it's like, um, prove that. <laughs> right. It's like, right. it's like that makes no sense, but there are a lot of scenes in that movie uh, where, you know, I just feel like you've got people in the movie making it who just are like, I know what I'm doing, right? right? Like right. <laughs> this is this, and plus it's him right. directing himself, yeah. And uh, which you know, there's nothing wrong with that. It's no. not like points off just because no. that's what's happening. But <laughs> right. that does mean that uh, there's not some other view yeah. watching you do what you're doing, going no, do it a little differently, right? right? There's just right. <laughs> consensus of opinion in there. I don't know. There was some of it that just, yeah, it just felt sort of clunky. And I would have liked somebody else, you know, pulling the strings. The general consensus of criticism is that it's a fine movie. It's just focusing on all things that aren't that interesting. That, That Maestro had more to delve into than the direction it went and for the length of time it went into it. And that seems almost like a universal argument that people have, whether they love it or not. Right. right. So, uh, okay. So then original screenplay, uh, we've got May, December, which thankfully a movie that we haven't heard of yet. Yeah. Uh, which is, uh, a really good movie. Um, it's very niche and it's like niche within a niche. So whether or not your random person on the street is going to be that interested in it is like a very real question. Right. Um, But it's a really good movie and I almost wish it had some more attention. Yeah. Um, It has some parts of it that I wish were different. Yeah. And I'm like, uh, I don't know, but it's a, but it's a pretty good movie, but original, original screenplay air. Yeah. Which I'm not a fan of that nomination. No? Uh, no. It, like, I don't know. It's it's okay. I didn't love that movie. Did you like it? I liked Air and the the defense of it. I didn't love, love Air, but I liked Air. My, my whole thing about Air is the same thing about Barbie in some way, which is if you told me that one of, potentially, my favorite films of the year was going to be Barbie, I'd be like, wow. Right. If you told me the creation of the Air Jordan shoes was going to be a fantastically fun movie to watch and sit through for two hours. I'd be like, how? Yeah. It's a sneaker. Right. They find all the, every single time there's a chapter in the story of air to tell a bit of the creation of this thing that is such a pop culture force and has been for, you know, our lives, most of our lives, I would be like, you're full of 
just crazy air, but they managed to make it like the best chapter every single time. Right. Like every single installment in that thing is just great. It is. It isn't as good as the sum. It is. But it is just really good. It's just yeah, fun to watch. It is really fun. I don't know that it would be best screenplay, but I don't know that maybe it shouldn't be maybe mentioned. I don't know. Because yeah. again, I just think the degree of difficulty is tell me a great movie about a creation of a shoe. Right. Come on. But they did it. <laughs> and my, so, and, and okay. Michael Jordan's not even involved. Right. Like, <laughs> And I mean, and, and if you can do that, and it doesn't matter the cast, because I don't care that it's got all the A-list people in it. It's just, this is a movie about a sneaker, dude. Right. And I had a blast watching it. So yeah. maybe that on that alone. But uh, really And then you've got uh, Maestro, which yeah. I think, uh, I feel like should not at all be an original screenplay nomination. Right. Um, right. I mean, it's a... It's a fine movie, yeah. right? But if it's an original screenplay, then the point is that it, you've told some great story, right? right? And that right. has not happened. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Um, Barbie, I would totally give you that. Uh, yeah. Best original screenplay, it's a crazy, Degree cool, of difficulty alone. wild story. Make a film about Barbie right, right. that is worth watching. Like, okay. Uh, the Holdovers, definitely. Past Lives, definitely. Those yeah. are uh, both really great movies. Okay. Uh, adapted screenplay, Are You There, God? It's Me, Margaret. That is the We Ran Out of Adapted Screenplays <laughs> nomination. That's the uh, We Can't Run Air. Is it? Yeah, is, uh, is that an okay movie? Uh -huh. It actually is. It's uh, I liked that movie a lot more than I thought I yeah. would because I don't care about that book, right? I mean, and not only that, that's not even fair to the book Probably because I read that book once, you know, when I was like eight. Who right. knows? I don't know, right? Uh, and I vaguely remember what it's about, but I'm not like in love with uh, I haven't, you know, yeah. been in love with that book like many Young people are aware. Um, and it is definitely like a fun movie, but yeah. best adapted screenplay is like no way. Yeah. Um, okay. Um, uh, so then all of us strangers, yeah. which, you know, I'll give you that one, but that one is uh, a weird movie in itself because, uh, like two months ago, maybe three, uh, somewhere in that area, the, Everyone was all over that movie. Like yeah. you'd have thought that movie was going to get like Sweeping. ten Every nominations, yeah. you know, whatever. And yep. then all of a sudden, it's kind of not really anywhere to be found, right. except at least uh, this. And I don't know. It's pretty good. Does yeah. it need to be uh, nominated for adapted screenplay? I'm I'm not so sure. But it's you know it's yeah. it's pretty well done. Uh, and like I said, there. <laughs> They're running out of adapted screenplay. Yeah, American fiction. Um, I would say definitely the the. If you got nothing else to say about that movie, this the story yeah. is really cool and clever, and it's a uh, it's uh, well adapted, and it's a screwball yeah. story anyway. Poor things, obviously. Oppenheimer uh, and Killers of Flower Moon. Right. Uh, there's no way to avoid those right. being the nominations. And yeah. I don't know. Are they actually like the best adaptations? I mean, <laughs> maybe. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Um, okay. So uh, swinging back around now to uh, to best picture. Yeah. Uh, pretty much it's going to be mm. all the usual suspects that we already talked about. Right. Yep. Uh, you got American Fiction, Barbie, 
The only thing that we're, we haven't seen a lot uh, already is the color. The uh, new version. Yeah. The, the color purple. The color purple. Yeah. Um, then Killers of Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, Poor Things, and yeah. Saltburn. And the Holdovers. Which, um, wait, what? Yeah, it's the color purple and the Holdovers. It is? Right. Critics' Choice? Yeah. Hmm. I've got American Fiction, Barbie, Color Purple, The Holdovers, Killers of the Flower Moon, Maestro, Oppenheimer, Past Lives, oh. Four Things in Saltburn. Did I miss The Holdovers? Uh-oh. I guess I did. Uh, okay, what do we got? Two, four, six, eight. Oh, yeah, it must be. So yeah, because it's ten. Um, yeah, I don't know. I didn't have The Holdovers written down no, for whatever right. reason. But, uh, yeah, so it's all the same movies uh, that we talked yeah. about. Except that bizarrely, right, the the color purple only the only other one is supporting actress, and we didn't, you know, go yeah. through supporting actress, but um it does have a nomination for that. Um, although so does Jodie Foster and Nyad, so right. whatever. The 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 color purple is a weird, I think uh it's in a weird place being in this year trying to get nominations. Right. Um, and I think probably it was kind of lucky to get best picture nomination. Yeah. Um, especially uh, for the way that the critics choice do the nominations. And I'm not a hundred percent sure how other places do their nominations right. and everything, but it's um, because of how many you pick Yeah, and the movies that we have, going like right now right i think it was probably pretty lucky to get a nomination right because although it's like you have to pick there have to be 10 right so right. it's like you don't there's plenty of room yeah if everyone's voting for the same right you know five things Did something slide you know, whatever six percent yeah um but this is definitely i think if you have to go by uh, the way people are talking right now. And uh, we're about out of time, so that works out. But if yeah. if you have to go by the way people are talking right now, yeah, this could be uh, a year where I think the way that that works out yeah. with the, all the percentages and who's actually voting for stuff, and, you know, it all gets split apart, so the thing that wins has, like, 18%, which we all, always are talking about, Yeah. You know? I think the way the talk is going right now, poor things might be almost locked. Yeah. Um, because uh, Oppenheimer and Killers of the Flower Moon are going to split things. Eat and themselves. even yep. like Maestro to a certain extent, yep. uh, they're all going to like split things. Barbie might even get like some votes. Yeah. Um, and then outside that noise a uh, lot of people are talking about poor things right so when you have to when you have to come to the final decision right. of what kind of percentages are happening right i feel like um it, it really might have it locked because everything else is splitting harder right than it is man and i'll tell you in the last Four or five days just by itself, I've seen more ads for poor things on TV 
yeah. at all kinds of time in the day. Not the same time of night when I'm watching the news. Not just morning, afternoon, evening, late night. Weird shows, weird right. channels. Like when I see poor things on like Fox and MSNBC, like flipping through things. Right. I'm like, man, they're dumping a lot of money and it's because they know it. Yeah. That now they're pushing. And and I think, yeah. and this is uh, similar to The Favorite yeah. uh, with Yorgos Lanthimos, I think what has happened basically is that, um, you know, you go back a few movies with him. Yeah. Even to like uh, Killing of the Sacred Deer, just so you can talk about Keegan some more. Right. <laughs> or right. or like The Lobster, stuff yeah. like that. Like the only people who were seeing his movies right. were like super film fans, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and then yeah. whoever we could rope in, That's whoever right. like critics could rope Listen in a little bit, yeah. right? But then you'd get, now you're down to like your normal people, right? Right. And they would watch The Lobster right. and really like it. But them having to sell other people, yeah. right, was just not quite it wasn't working yeah. for a while. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Now he's, like, right. bigger and everything. And you get, like, the favorite. And now it's not as hard to sell the favorite to people. Right. Right. Because it's a bit more mainstreaming. Right. right? Uh, and it's got yeah, all kinds of big names. It's got, right? it's got people that will watch whatever you're in. And uh, yeah. yeah, in The Lobster, you got like Colin Farrell and people are like, well, Colin Farrell. Right. So that's pretty good. Yeah. But it wasn't just like a whole giant cast with a bunch of money behind yeah. it and all that. Yeah. Now you get this movie, yeah. right? And uh, and it is way easier now yeah. for like that next level of spreading things. Like yep. you, like normal people watch it <laughs> and will actually like really hype it to their friends, yeah. as opposed to the Lobster, where you go, well, there's this really weird movie, right. and maybe you'll like it too, right. or something. Right? <laughs> you know. So now he, yeah. Now he actually can get like a bunch of yeah, the people behind him. Um, so anyway, that's uh, yeah. takes you through a lot of things yeah. anyway, and we managed to get like some of our view of a lot of these yeah. movies. I do not know what's going to happen with this award season. It's yeah. really weird, but I got to tell you, I think I am preparing to yeah. not like a lot of the winners. Right, right. I was going to say you want <laughs> to be ready for disappointment. This is a year I would love to have a year where everyone, yeah. you know, luckily there's not like a Spielberg, right. you know, movie also, jumping in here. I would love yeah. to have a year where none of them made a movie just for like one year. You yeah. didn't have any like Scorsese, Christopher Nolan. You didn't even yeah. have any actors, right? right. Like Tom Hanks Tom wasn't Hanks in anything. Yeah. Yeah, just like we could have yeah. like one year, right? Let's just see who else. Where is. you know it would still be right. some of the same names sure. and all that, but still, just like just one, give me like give me one. one year of a break yeah. of uh, you know when you've got things where there's only five or six nominations, yeah, and three of those nominations you could have told me last February, right? right. Man, I just want a year where that's not it. Where they that's just have not to make the a year, superhero right? film. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway. All right. So uh, that covers us for this week. Yeah. 
please do not go see Leave the World Behind uh, for any reason, <laughs> unless so you, unless uh, you know Mystery Science Theater is listening yeah, to right. us or something. Right. Um, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, please, please uh, rate, subscribe, uh, share with your friends, uh, all that stuff. Wherever you happening happen to be listening to this on iTunes or Spotify or anywhere, uh, we are everywhere to listen to. Yeah. Uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, listeners. On behalf of myself and Shane Leonard, we want to thank you for tuning in once again. The Are You Screening podcast is brought to you by areyouscreening.com and a lot of wonderful people who help us out. Surf over to areyouscreening.podbean.com or areyouscreening.com to find out how you can become one of them. All music used in our podcast is courtesy Andrew Lord. Once again, please, please, please subscribe, rate us on iTunes, review us on iTunes, and otherwise trick your friends into listening to us. Good night.